0: Fan Ramen. Who's hungry? Welcome to Fan Ramen.
1: The official podcast of Black Ramen.
0: We're a band who writes epic music for film and games.
1: And we're here to read your fan fiction.
0: I'm Lindy. Konnichiwa! I'm Ralph
1: Wasabi. Behind the board is our spicy sound guy. And burning boss. The the smoking smoking Strudel, Kevin. Kevin.
0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 10, our final episode of Season 2.
1: All's well that ends well, but we are are not well, so (laughs) that must mean that this is not the end. Season 3 is coming winter 2020. Deep 20. Deep 20. Tell your friends. Tell your dogs. Tell your friends' dogs. But whatever you do, don't pick your friends' nose.
0: Submit your fanfic now, and we'll consider you for season three. (laughs) Use the form on our website.
1: www.fanramen.com
0: Or email a link to your fic to fanramenpodcast at gmail.com Thank you,
1: everyone who has supported us and everyone who has submitted fanfiction to us. We appreciate your creativity and all of your hard work.
0: While we take a break between season two and season three, we are still going to stay active Every Sunday, we'll announce a weekly prompt.
1: You write a story based on our prompt and send it to us. You'll have a chance to be featured in Season 3. Your fic could be next on the menu.
0: Stay in touch on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. Our handle is FanRamen. Oh
1: yeah, FanRamen is hard to handle.
0: The first fic is by Romantically Inept, who you can find on archiveofourown.org. This is an Avengers fic called Waste My Time Dreaming of You.
1: Peter's putting himself through college, working as a barista by day and Spider-Man by night. And Tony just wants his brain. Well, more than his brain. But it's a good place to start.
0: Tony's head hurts. That's a kind way of describing how he feels. Closing his eyes feels like rubbing sandpaper over his corneas. His mouth is dry, his forehead is throbbing, and the dull ache in his stomach tells him he's way too close to running on empty. Jarvis. He says, voice raspy.
1: Coffee. Might I suggest something with more nutritional value, sir?
0: Tony drops his head into his hands, wincing as soon as he does it. His fingers are covered in grease and oil, and now his face is too lovely. Coffee, he repeats. He thinks he hears Jarvis sigh, but he's not sure. The AI has resisted every one of Tony's attempts to control his sass, and at this point, Tony has pretty much given up.
1: If you recall, sir...
0: Jarvis says, and yeah, Tony needs to figure out how to tone him down.
1: You raided every coffee machine in the building for spare parts on the second day of this escapade.
0: Tony glances up, ready to call bullshit, but there's a coffee machine graveyard in the corner of his workshop, and he he doesn't remember scavenging parts, but it's very obvious that he did. He groans, flopping back in his chair.
1: (sighs) Delivery? For security reasons, Captain Rogers has requested... Uh,
0: Tony groans again, louder. It's bad enough that his own AI snarks at him. It's worse that Jarvis listens to Steve more than he listens to Tony. uh, Fine. He says, reluctantly pushing himself to his feet. The world wobbles. Tony grabs at the edge of the closet table for support, wincing as the movement makes his migraine that much worse. He's getting too old for this but his brain hasn't caught up with the fact that his body no longer tolerates being locked in his workshop for days on end.
1: Starts a shower,
0: Tony says, dragging himself towards the elevator.
1: And and, and order new coffee machines. Lots of new coffee machines. Let's have some for backup. Of course, sir.
0: Tony leans up against the wall of the elevator, closes his eyes, and tries not to think about how comfortable the floor looks. The shower leaves him feeling significantly more human, but that comes hand in hand with all the human necessities Tony has been ignoring for the better part of the past week. He decides, easily, that his first priority is caffeine, and everything else can wait until his brain starts moving at a somewhat acceptable speed. Happy is somewhere.
1: You gave him the big off, sir.
0: And Jarvis won't leave him with a car, your current level of
1: functionality is below the minimum Ms. Potts set.
0: So he walks, in a t-shirt, jeans, sneakers, and sunglasses. He hopes people will look past him. He just wants coffee. And then he wants to figure out what he's been working on so obsessively. He makes it to the coffee shop down the street without incident. The moment he walks in, though, he knows he's screwed. The kid behind the counter looks up to greet him, and then his eyes go a little wide. It's a small expression, and the kid schools it pretty quickly, but Tony still notices. Damn it. Running a hand through his hair, Tony prepares for the worst. Do you know what you want, sir, or are you still deciding? The kid's voice is surprisingly even, and it's Sir instead of Mr. Stark, and Tony feels stupidly grateful, even if the kid is still looking at him with a knowing grin. He can deal with one starstruck barista. He steps up to the counter and doesn't take off his sunglasses.
1: Black coffee, medium roast, no room. Three sugars.
0: He drops the pitch of his voice. Thank you. The kid presses a few buttons on the tablet in front of him, and Tony takes a minute to look at him. He's cute, the type Tony would go for if Pepper had better things to do than be arm candy for an event. The kid glances up, catches him looking, and his grin goes wry for a moment. That'll be $3.18. Tony doesn't remember the last time he was asked to pay for something. Scratch that, he does, but the state of New York had been doing it asking, and Tony had been going to contribute to the rebuilding anyway. He just doesn't remember the last time he was asked to pay for something like coffee. The kid raises an eyebrow expectantly, and Tony finds himself pulling his wallet out of his pocket and handing over a card. Thanks. The kid flashes him a smile, swipes his card, and hands it back. For a moment, all Tony can do is stare dumbly at it, and then he snatches it back with a huff. He needs coffee and sleep and food and coffee.
1: Would have considered giving it to you on the house if your last paper on entanglement
0: Hamiltonians hadn't been so half-assed, sir? There's a definite pause before the last word. Tony isn't thinking about it. He's thinking about how the scrawny barista at the coffee shop down the street knows he put negative effort into his last publication. What's your name? He asks, because the kid needs a name in his head and he's lacking the name tag the big corporations make their workers wear. Peter. That's all he gets. Peter. No last name, no life story, no explanation. Tony doesn't notice that his headache is gone.
1: You read my paper?
0: The kid, Peter, nods, grabs an empty cup and starts willing it with coffee. Tony waits, expecting something, But all he gets is the cup handed to him a moment later. Sugar's over there. Peter says, pointing somewhere behind Tony. Sign? That at least is familiar. Tony gives autographs. It's nice and disappointing at the same time. But when he looks down, Peter is pushing a receipt towards him. A receipt for a coffee that he bought. Tony blinks at it and then picks up a pen and scribbles his name. But he doesn't push the receipt back. Instead, under his signature, he writes his phone number. His personal one. The one that Pepper and Rody and Steve have.
1: That better not end up online.
0: He says. Call
1: me if you ever want to discuss entanglement or anything.
0: He pulls a few bills out of his wallet and drops them in the tip jar. They're hundreds, and Peter looks up at him questioningly. Tony takes a sip of his coffee, burns his lip, and makes a face at how bitter it is. Right, right, sugar. Call me. He says again, and he turns and gets his sugar and leaves.
1: Ah ha ha! Love at a coffee shop. That's my favorite place to fall in love.
0: Ah, kawaii, I know. (laughs) Coffee just makes love so much better.
1: Well, the next fic is also a tale of heroes falling in love. Zmithos wrote a fic from Highlander, This series. You can find this fic on archiveofourown.org. Make sure to support your fellow writers and give this story a kudos and a follow.
0: Definitely make sure you're supporting the writing community. I favorited and followed every story and every author that's appeared on this podcast. The work you do is amazing, and you guys deserve to be heard. Keep writing, keep reading, keep listening. And
1: thank you so much for your time and your effort. We appreciate it so, so much. You have no idea. We love you guys.
0: This is our final episode of season two. Woo! Yeah. I'll miss you, Ralph.
1: Yeah, well, maybe not.
0: Okay, we'll post prompts every Sunday <laughs> while we take a break. <laughs> Visit our Patreon for outtakes, bloopers, and interviews. We even post some of that stuff for free. So what? Yeah, you don't even need a subscription to check out some of these posts.
1: I thought I was getting paid for this. You're not? Oh. Yeah. Well, if you have any thoughts about Ralph getting paid for this, or anything, email us at fanramenpodcast at... Gmail.com. We're monitoring our email in between seasons.
0: Here's Out of Bounds by Mythos
1: Mythos. I need to ask you a personal question.
0: (sighs) Mythos sighed and rested more fully against the counter in Duncan's barge, clutching the beer bottle a little more tightly. Questions that began with such a preface were often best left unasked, or at least unanswered. MacLeod. He warned.
1: You have the right to remain silent.
0: Duncan assured him.
1: But it would be a great help to me if you'd tell me something.
0: At this point, the Scot was not looking at his friend in the eye, which Mythos took as a bad sign. What? Mythos asked. His tone as short and sharp as the point he hoped MacLeod would come to. Duncan sucked in a deep breath, and when the words exited his throat in a tumbled rush.
1: Have you ever been in love with another man? Run that by me again, MacLeod? Not sure I heard you right. Just answer the question.
0: Mythos's frown deepened.
1: Why should I? What about Kronos?
0: Duncan asked.
1: Or Caspian?
0: Mythos had the feeling of something he'd had control of starting to slip.
1: What? Look, I'm trying to figure this out.
0: Said Duncan, now using his diplomatic voice. Mythos stood. Figure what out? My love life? Duncan rounded on him.
1: You know what we are, the two of us. We're the four horsemen. And I need to know exactly what that entails. Well, why should it entail anything?
0: Mythos demanded. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I Duncan broke off, appearing honestly confused. Then, in two strides, he was in Mythos' face, had the ancient immortal by the hair, yanking backwards to expose Mythos' neck. The suddenly fierce and completely uncharacteristic gesture seemed to surprise Duncan as much as Mythos, for almost as soon as the Scot had grabbed his friend, he let him go.
1: Mythos, I, I, I'm sorry.
0: But Mythos was already backing away, headed for the stairs that would take him up to the deck and out of arms, swords, and harm's reach.
1: Never mind it, MacLeod.
0: But his expression said he'd mind it a lot.
1: <laughs> There's so much love in the air.
0: Thanks for listening to our podcast. We have hell of fun making these episodes. Hella. I hope we inspire you to keep writing.
1: I hope we inspired them to keep eating. Yum Rum, rum. you We all are doofy. Even me? Even you. Aw. Oh. This is
0: Lindy. This is
1: Ralph. And, and we'll, we'll see, see you the, the next time, time. You're hungry. hungry.
0: Podcast produced by Lindy Day and Ralph Avalon. Sound design and engineering by Kevin Villagestone. Music by Black Ramen. Recorded and mixed in the Black Ramen Studios.